Because when you're doing it, you're just assuming that other people are doing it. It feels normal. And I assure you, other people are not doing it. So calm down and stop. Hey, I'm Deanna Seymour, a mom, a business owner, and a lady trying to love her body just the way it is. Here's the thing. We all know you've got to make mistakes to learn, but sometimes it can feel like you're the only one getting it wrong. Am I right? I'm on a mission to change that. Because guess what? Nobody's perfect. So let's laugh, learn, and celebrate our mistakes at the Imperfect Party. All right, you know that you should be posting more pictures of you on your social media feeds, but you have no idea what the heck to do in your photos. I got you covered. I have a list of 127 portrait ideas, so you'll never run out of things to post. Go grab it at deannaseymour.com backslash 127 portraits. Hi, friends. Welcome to the first episode of my very first podcast. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but I just did, so. I want to chat today about perfectionism and how it totally screws with your head and keeps you from being the best version of yourself. I just realized that I named my podcast The Imperfect Party and now I'm talking about perfectionism and is that totally predictable or whatever. So actually, this is what we call a teachable moment. That was my inner monologue, inner dialogue, talking to me, making me question stuff thinking that you're judging me, which is exactly how perfectionism shows up for me. It is absolutely a fear of being judged and worrying that I'm doing something wrong or I'm going to offend somebody or I'm just going to look dumb. So, you know, it's it's like I think I have a good idea. I want to do something. And then I get so caught up in the details and overthinking and I start imagining what other people might think. And then I get paralyzed and I can't take action. So obviously, I'm worried about whether or not I should have said, I have a podcast called this and I'm doing this. And literally, while I'm trying to talk to you and do a podcast, my brain is questioning whether or not I should be saying that. So that, like I said, was a teachable moment. I mean, obviously, this is not helpful when you're trying to build a business or basically do anything in life. So, you know, it's something that I still work on every day. I definitely don't pretend to be an expert. Uh, I would definitely not say that I have already overcome perfection or perfectionism. I am what I call a recovering perfectionist, so I still slip up from time to time. But um, these are sort of like five questions that I came up with to dive into, and maybe you can ask yourself these questions to kind of see if you might be a bit of a perfectionist like myself. So here's the five questions. I'm going to break them down in a minute, but I just want to kind of give you a little sneak peek. Are you judgy? I know that's kind of a tough one to ask yourself. Uh, Do you do your research? What's the whole story? What's the worst thing that could happen? And who holds you accountable? So I know those are a little vague, but like I said, I'm going to dive into each one of those. You know, and you might hear some of these and be thinking like, yeah, I do that a little big whoop. But perfectionism can totally, like I said, paralyze you and keep you from taking action. It can also lead to anxiety and depression. You know, when you have impossible standards, it's obviously a little stressful and hard to live your best life. So I had a friend once um, who had a boyfriend and he was like, whoa, your expectations are way too high. It's too much. I can't live up to it. It's 
it's driving me nuts. It's too much. And she was talking to me about it. And she was like, I mean, I don't hold him to any standards, like any the, the standards I hold him to are not any higher than the standards that I hold myself to. So she didn't even see, I feel like it's hard to see these things when you're in your own mind, but she didn't even make the connection that maybe she could also take it a little easier on herself too. Instead of like making him deal with how hard she is on him because she's that hard on herself, like she didn't even think about the idea that she could take it a little bit easier on both of them. So that's it. It's just, it's a hard thing to live up to and it's stressful and it sucks. Anyways, let's dive into the questions so we can figure this shit out and start to change some things for you if you are struggling with the stress and anxiety of trying to be perfect. I mean, in life or business. Okay, so that first question was, are you judgy? Here's the thing. Judge and you're going to feel judged. Like nobody wants to admit that they're judgy. But maybe we could just say something like, do you make observations? Sometimes that's what I sort of hide behind. Like maybe you're not a total Regina George mean girl about it when somebody makes a mistake. But do you notice it? I usually do. She made that mistake. That must be so embarrassing or whatever I'm noticing. And I'm not even like judging as much as I am noticing. And sometimes I'm judging. Real talk. You know, it's not something I love about myself, but I do it. And it's it's hard to stop. You know, you look around and you just notice these things. Recently, there was another business person online and I went to their page to like sign up for their emails and the button had a typo on it the actual button you click. I was like, oh my God, girl, get it together. Um, But when I'm sitting there thinking that, like who's suffering? Not her. I'm sure people are still signing up for her emails. Most of them probably don't even notice. They just put in their name, email, click that button. Me noticing it and judging it makes me nervous to put my stuff out there because what mistakes am I going to (laughs) make that some judgy bitch is going to (laughs) notice? You know, like who's going to be my Deanna sitting out there like noticing every little typo and screw up. So it's like the saying when you have one finger pointing at someone, you have three pointing back at yourself. It totally ends up hurting you in the end. Um, So now when I hear that voice sort of trying to start observing, aka judging, I just shut it down. You know, it takes practice. It takes noticing it and then just trying to be like, Deanna, cool your jets. She's got a typo. Who cares? The less you're judging other people, the less you're going to worry about other people judging you. Does that make sense? Because when you're doing it, you're just assuming that other people are doing it. It feels normal. And I assure you, other people are not doing it. So calm down and stop because it's really just hurting you. It's making you more paranoid about what other people are thinking about you. So the next one that I asked you was, do you do your research? So research normally would be like a great thing to do, right? You want to get smarter, you want to research. But sometimes those, that researching, that observation can equal paralyzation. You know, you are observing, you're learning, you're doing all that, and then you just can't take action. Here's a perfect example. Have you ever been at an event where people are dancing? Like, it's totally fun for the people on the dance floor. But have you ever stood off to the side and observed? Feel free to um, 
switch out the word observed for judged, anything, anytime you want to. But have you ever stood out to the side and observed the people dancing? Like you wanted to dance, but you were like, hold up, let me just finish this drink first. And then you started watching and you were like, okay, this is weird. Like, look how awkward that person is. Oh my God, she's moving like Elaine and Seinfeld. Oh my God, I'm getting embarrassment transfer. You know, like when you feel embarrassed for someone else, like you're watching them and then you start feeling embarrassed because they're so embarrassing. So before you know it, you're paralyzed. You're not going to set foot on that dance floor because you don't know what to do. You don't want to be that lady and you don't have the moves to not be that lady. So you don't even know how to dance. It's too much pressure. You can't do it. And now you're done. You're stuck on the sidelines. You're stuck back at the bar the rest of the night, sitting and drinking and watching the people on the dance floor have fun. So it just doesn't make sense. You know, you can totally do this with your business too, researching something to the point of paralysis. You can't move forward because you just need to look at one more article. You need to watch one more YouTube tutorial. You know, it's called analysis paralysis. Even coming up with um, my trailer for this podcast was super hard for me to stop researching what needs to be in a trailer. What makes a great trailer? How long is a trailer? Do I put music? No music? Does is music play through the whole thing? Like, is it, how long is it? Is it a minute? Is it two minutes? And I just had to tell myself, like, stop. Just make your freaking trailer. Otherwise, you're not going to have a podcast. Like, you're not going to get it out. You're not going to have a podcast. Your whole podcast is about taking imperfect action, and you're sitting here researching this to the point of driving yourself bonkers. It also sucks the fun out of stuff, right? I mean, I do like learning new things. So sometimes it's like a little bit fun in the beginning, but then when it keeps going and going and going, you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself and make sure that you stop, you know? Um, If you keep buying courses to grow your business, but you find it really hard to take action, this might be you. So I feel like buying the next course and buying the next course and okay, as soon as I finish this course, then I'll launch my thing. Like it can get out of hand. So just make sure that when you're researching, you're learning, you're learning like enough and then you're taking action because doing the thing is what's going to help you learn. I didn't learn about making a trailer for a podcast until I actually did it. Of course, I did read some stuff about it, but doing it is what taught me about making the trailer. So Don't get paralyzed in the learning process or the observation phase. (laughs) All right, next thing. What's the whole story? You need to think about the bigger picture when you're doing things. Sometimes perfectionists get stuck on the details. We're like so zoomed in, we can't see the big picture. You know, I mentioned um, that typo on a button to sign up for emails. Okay. But what is the bigger picture? She's growing an email list. She's connecting with potential clients. She has a page for people to sign up for emails on. She's taking action. And like I said, it's not the end of the world. I mean, I doubt if there was even one person that was like, oh my gosh, there's a typo on this page. I'm not. I was going to sign up for her email. And I just saw that typo, so now I'm not going to. Like, I don't think anyone's doing that. I don't think it is affecting her life at all. But having it there, even though there's a typo in it, is getting her all those other things. So when you find yourself getting hung up on those details, I want you to zoom out 
big time. Like I'm talking Google Earth, like go from the street view when you like see your house up close and personal. And then I want you to zoom it out to like outer space. Like you see the blue and the green only and the stars. You need to think about what you're going to miss out on if you let the fear of those little small things get in the way of you taking action. You're scared of your imperfections. You're, you're a perfectionist. You don't want to be in photos with your kids because you need to lose pounds in your mind. You are not going to take that picture. So what are you missing out on? Like, let's zoom out. You think you need to lose pounds, but what is the bigger picture? Pounds are your typo. You're missing out on actually being in the moment with your child. You're missing out on being in the photograph for your kid, which, by the way, is going to be one of the only things they have of you after you're gone. You are just not there. You're not present. You're thinking about those stupid pounds and you're not in the moment with your family on an important day. So zoom out. Look at the big picture and think about what's holding you back. And is it really worth it? Like, is that thing so important, that typo, that sounds, is that so important that you can't do the thing? It's not worth it. Of course not. You want people to sign up for your email list. You want to be in photographs with your kid. So you got to look at the big picture. The next one is what's the worst that can happen? So I want you to try to do some experiments. This one's super hard. Maybe just commit to putting something out there that like isn't perfect. You know it isn't and you're going to see what happens. So you can still have the control because as perfectionists, we like the control. So you are performing an experiment. You're going to send out an email with a typo in it. See what happens. See how many people write you back and say, hey, dummy, you spelled this wrong. Take a picture with your kid. See what happens. Nothing. It's not going to hurt. You're going to be fine. I've seen stories on Instagram where people have a typo and then they do another story right after pointing out something like, oh, can you believe I just spelled that wrong? Is there a way that you could push yourself to do something like that on purpose so you could test the waters and see how awful or probably not awful it is to make mistakes and be imperfect? What if What if making those mistakes made you more approachable? What if it doesn't matter at all and you've been afraid of it and it's been holding you back and it doesn't matter at all? The only way you're going to know is if you try. You know how people um, choose their word of the year in January? I tried doing that for a couple years. Um, That was okay. It was kind of fun. But the one that I found made the most impact on changing my habits was this one. And if you have little kids around, you got to watch out because I'm about to drop an F-bomb. So here was my word. Fuck it. I just said, fuck it. I know that's technically two words, but my word of the year, and honestly, it was my word of the year for two years because I have a lot of work to do around this topic. For two years, my word of the year was fuck it. Anytime I was a little scared to take action, I would just shrug my shoulders and think, meh, fuck it. Maybe that's three. Let's add the meh. So, um, and then do the thing, right? Also, looking at your body, you know, looking at um, your stretch marks in the mirror, starting to feel bad about yourself, meh, shrug and think, "Mm, fuck it, and move on. 
because it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter. My life is not going to change if I do get rid of my stretch marks. Literally nothing in my life is going to change. So it's actually quite freeing. I'm not saying it has to be the F-bomb. Maybe you want to change it, forget it, screw it. I don't know. But just kind of telling yourself, meh, forget it, and moving on. All right? So now let's talk about who holds you accountable. Is it friends and family, Facebook groups, courses? If you're going to make real change and you're going to change this habit you have, what is going to help you? Like, who's going to hold you accountable? Who's going to come in and be like, Deanna, stop working on your trailer for your podcast. You've been working on it for 24 hours straight. I didn't really work on it for 24 hours straight. (laughs) I can't because I have kids and a, you know, job and stuff. So, but who is going to help you? You need to reach out to people and be like, hey, I'm working on this thing. I'm trying to cool my jets. I'm trying to chill out. We think that we can do it all on our own. Like, obviously, we're awesome. We're perfectionists. We're pretty damn near perfect. So we think, like, if I want to change this thing, I can do it. But this is a really hard one to change on your own. So you really need to find someone to help hold you accountable. You know, are you going to find a Facebook group? Are you going to hire a coach? Are you going to take a course on it? Uh Uh-oh, that goes back to that learning thing. You're just going to take a course and not take action. But you get what I mean. You got to pick somebody to help you do this. And when you're stuck in an analysis paralysis loop, thinking and researching and tweaking and not getting anything done, you need that friend to check in with you. You know, be like, hey, did you do that thing? Did you finish that thing you wanted to do? Show it to them. Let them read it. They can find your typos. You don't have to do everything. You know, as perfectionists, we love doing our tasks and getting credit for a job well done. So sometimes the extra motivation of checking in with someone can help us get it done. It's like, yes, I did this. Wasn't quite how I liked it, but I knew you were going to ask me on Wednesday if this was done and it's done. Screw it. I posted it. It's done. If we have to throw our perfectionism out the window a little to meet the deadline, that's even better. Because we're just practicing getting our toes wet with imperfection. We're just trying it out. So you got to figure out who your people are and, you know, pick a day or something to schedule in with them. I actually ran an accountability pod a few months ago, just kind of testing the water, see if that was kind of maybe the type of coaching I would want to do. And we would meet every Monday at 8 p.m. We did it for four weeks straight, just a month. And we talked about what we had accomplished and what their goals were for the upcoming week. And then I ran a Facebook group where they checked in and throughout the week, we offered advice and suggestions and reminders to each other. And at the end, one of the women said that she was a week ahead of where she would normally be in her launch process because of the group. So there's really a power in that whole like checking in with people, the power of community, and just realizing that we don't have to do it all alone. We can, you know, rely on friends and family and accountability pods or whatever we want to do. All right, we're going to do a quick little recap. So in order for you to fight your perfectionist tendencies, tendencies, (laughs) you're going to think about these things. The first one is, are you judgy? If so, try to stop yourself when you see those thoughts creeping in. Judging others is going to make you harder on yourself in the long run. Are you over-researching? If so, 
you might be avoiding putting yourself out there. You're hiding behind your so-called research so um, that you don't have to take action. You learn the most from doing the thing, not just reading about it. So you got to go do it. Stop the researching, start the doing. Also, are you too focused on details? You got to zoom out, y'all, and think about the whole picture. What are you missing out on because you're too focused on the details? The next one, what are you willing to experiment with? Try tossing out some of those on-purpose safe mistakes to see what happens. Odds are, nothing's going to happen. Spoiler alert, nothing. You'll be fine, and it'll take away the fear of making mistakes and what will happen. And then the last one is, are you going to do it? I hope so, but you have to ask someone to help hold you accountable. So you got to decide who it's going to be. Literally, I'm challenging you to go ask someone today. Like when you stop listening to this episode, I want you to go find your accountability buddy and say, look, I have just realized, well, wait, tell them, I just listened to the most amazing podcast ever, brand new, hot off the presses, and I realized that I am totally a perfectionist. So I'm going to start working on that because I feel like it's holding me back from taking action in my life. So can you, like, can we check in once a week, like maybe Tuesday, 10 a.m., have a little coffee, and um, we can just check in on the progress I'm making so I don't, don't accidentally not take action because I'm too scared of people calling me out for making mistakes. Can we do that? Okay, awesome. <laughs> Did you like that impression? Uh, so yes, go find your accountability buddy today. Take action. Do it, do it, do it. So you can start working on this. Like I said, it's a long process. I mean, I'm still in the, in the thick of it. I do great sometimes. And then I, you know, find myself doing all the research for the podcast trailer that's about imperfection. And I just have to remind myself, you know, part of it is just practicing and knowing, like, realizing when you're doing the things that you're doing. When I'm judging, I can stop myself. When I'm over-researching, I can stop myself. It doesn't mean you're never going to do it, but if you're aware of the habit and how it affects you, then you can start to change it. Make sense? Cool. All right, friends. So that does it for the very first episode of The Imperfect Party. I hope you found it helpful. I got to admit, I don't have it all figured out yet, and I still struggle from time to time because, y'all, I'm trying to reverse decades of struggling with this crap. It doesn't happen overnight, but it won't ever happen if you don't get started. All right, here's your next step. Make sure you check out the fun quiz I made to find out how much of a perfectionist you are. You'll also learn the pros and cons of your approach to things being perfect. You can find the quiz link in the show notes for this episode at deannaseymour.com backslash one. See you next time. Oh, and if you liked today's episode, can you do me a favor and click the subscribe button and leave a review? It'll help more women just like you join the party. And I might just read your review on a future episode. And remember, the beauty's in the imperfections.